0: Are you doing? My name is Greg Schnoes. This is another edition of the Schnoes Knows, the podcast where we were kind of over sports, fantasy football, pro football, all that good stuff. Now that football's in full swing this weekend, we had a dud of an NFL game last night. Uh, if you watch that whole thing, God bless you. I got through the first half and I was done. I didn't want to watch any more of that. That was just a total pile of crap. Uh, it's kind of a bummer you get all excited for football to get here and then that's what you watch. And uh, no, so yeah, not a, not a Bears fan, not a Packers fan, so really had nothing to watch for. Although, if you did take the under in the first half, or the under in the second half, or the under the entire game, you were happy in winning money, because Lord knows that game had no scoring whatsoever. So, let's get started today on our, our picks of some games that we like this weekend, and then we're going to kind of segue that into some NFL talk, uh, with some fantasy stuff and some picks also. So, the main two are probably the biggest games for teams here in the state of Texas. We have Texas hosting LSU at here. It is a six and a half spread for LSU. So, Texas plus six and a half. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but the folks from LSU are being mighty chatty this week. Um, ESPN is just basically saying this game's going to be a blowout. Like, if you should listen to any outlet outside of. Anything that's pro-Texas, like the, how can I put this, impartial ones, and I use that term ever so loosely, Texas doesn't have a shot, apparently. I mean, really and truly. Sam Ellinger is just a guy that apparently walks into walls, has no coordination. Uh, Tom Herman might as well be working at a Burger King. Like, what is going on? Like, they have no shot, apparently. LSU is so wonderful and great. As I've said before, wake me up when LSU has a real quarterback with real passing attack and real offense. Somehow, some way, a school that gets all these high school athletes to play quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and none of it really translate to the NFL from the quarterback position. Now, obviously, everybody can think of you know Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Leonard Fournette. Out of those three, off the top of my head, and Darius guys, but he's he's gonna he's basically a rookie this year because he got her in tr- uh, preseason last year. But is Leonard Fournette ripping it up? If you had to pick right here, right now, who'd rather have on your team, Christian McCaffrey or Leonard Fournette? If you play fantasy football, it's a self-explanatory question, really and truly. <laughs> I mean, Landon Fournette has been, I don't want to say a bust, but definitely a disappointment. Came out with all that hype. Should he even play his junior year of college football? He's such a great running back. Yeah, he hasn't really translated the NFL at all. Jarvis Landry, again, a solid number 2, a fraud as a number 1 wide receiver. Again, if you play fantasy football, DFS, or in a league, Jarvis, Jarvis Landry is a quintessential fool's goal wide receiver when it comes to fantasy football. He just is not a number 1 guy, never has, never will be. And Odell Beckham, okay, everybody loves OBJ. That's fine. I'm not a fan. I'm a Cowboy fan. So, he played for the Giants, so no love there for me. Yes, he made an incredible catch. Yes, he had the one hand. Yay, look at that, I caught it, one hand. Wonderful. They lost the game. So, his greatest highlight is a game that they lost. And he even said, ultimately, after the game, like, I don't really care about the catch that much just because – they didn't win the game, so he himself has said it is not that spectacular. That in the sense that okay, yes, he'd made an incredible play, and it was something that a lot of people had never seen before. It seems to be becoming more and more uh, prevalent nowadays. It just kills me. It's like you watch all these highlights. It's like kids have two good hands, but it's like let me just use one. Uh, <laughs> again, I'm just the crotchety old man, I guess. But <laughs> when you see. That play, yes, it was incredible. Yes, it was, you know, being held by Brandon Carr and blah blah blah. But the Giants lost the game, so what's more important, looking cool on Sports Center or winning the game? You tell me. So all these great LSU players, like I'm trying to say, a lot of them offensively do not amount to the NFL, really and truly. Like defensively, different story. Patrick Peterson, great defensive back. Uh, Mo Claiborne, not so much. That was a bust for the Cowboys. <laughs> but they have put plenty of guys in the NFL, but. The fact that it's just so disrespectful for me to hear guys say it's comical that Texas thinks they have a shot in this game. Really? Comical? Hmm, okay. I guess it was comical when they played Georgia last year, too. Well, not last year. I guess technically it was still this calendar year, but in January in the Sugar Bowl. Georgia's got three great running backs. They're going to run all over Texas. They have no shot. What happened in that game? Mm, Yeah, Texas pretty much kicked their ass up and down the field and pretty much pushed them around. But the you know hold hold on wait a minute get the like, crank up the uh, the SEC excuse machine oh we didn't want to play we didn't want to be there we didn't get our favorite Pop Tart that morning whatever BS excuse that they come up with when they get their ass kicked it's a million and one excuses when they win it is oh SEC we're just so good we're so great I mean these teams are beneath us how how could we ever lose to somebody and then they go out there and get hit in the mouth for four quarters and then somehow oh we didn't want to be there. It just, I mean, what were we supposed to do? We didn't want to be there. We were supposed to play in the championship. Even though you lost to Alabama and you can't win your conference championship, only SEC logic says they should be able to play in the playoff. Go figure. So the fact that they say Texas has no shot is beyond comical. So you know what you should do? Put money on Texas. If you're listening to this podcast, you can hear it, see it, whatever. Do you like free money? Because I do. <laughs> I love free money. I really do. It's great. There's nothing better than watching a game that you put a little action on and then three, four hours later, you're like, cool. I made money and all I did was sit on sit on my ass and drink beer and watch TV. If you're into that, please keep listening. If not, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I got nothing for you. I'm sorry. I'm trying to help here. I'm trying to give the people what they want. And again, free money is what we want. <laughs> so as we look here, it's plus six and a half. It's at home. It's in Austin. LSU's been chirping all week long. You haven't heard anything out of Texas. You haven't heard anything, but LSU, you know, a kid that plays on defense for LSU played Sam Ellinger in a championship game in high school, and uh, his high school team beat Sam Ellinger's team. What the hell does that have to do with right now? Anybody? I mean, I look around my wonderful studio here. Anybody got an answer? Because uh, that makes zero sense to me. So when they were 16, 17 years old, Oh, okay, well, since you beat him in a game in 2016, that has so much to do, what's to do with what's going on right now. No, it doesn't. Not at all. Not at all. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh well, they're this, they're that, they they have no shot. It, it's, uh, I, I just don't get it. Where is this coming from? Where is that? Texas is just, just you know, the blind leading the blind here apparently, and they have no absolute prayer in this game. It doesn't make the slightest bit of sense to me, and I will never subscribe to that. Uh, so yeah. If if you're not if the six and a half doesn't do it for you, just bet the money line. Just make a simple money line bet. Just pick Texas to win straight up, and you're going to win. I can't sit here and guarantee it. I don't have for a fact that I know they're going to win. I'm confident enough to know that Texas is kind of flying under the radar. Everybody keeps saying, "Oh, they're not back. Oh, it's this, that, and the other." Yet somehow, some way, LSU. What have they done recently? Again, they they act like you know. They're so big and bad, beat their chest out of everything. It's like, oh, we're this, that, and the other. What what have they accomplished besides getting their butt kicked by Alabama on a yearly basis? Again, I'm, I'm curious. Am I missing something? Did I did I fall into a coma and not realize what happened all these years? I mean, mm, I don't know. <laughs> so if you if you want to believe that LSU is going to kick Texas's ass and they have no shot, you're more than happy to have. You can have that opinion all day long. I'm going to sit here and tell you that you're wrong, and that's fine. We can agree to disagree all day. It's at home. Texas does not fold in these type of games under Tom Herman. Now, you can sit here and say, well, what do you mean? Look at Tom Herman's record as a head coach in these type of matchups, especially when they're the underdog. It's like 13-2. and That's pretty good. I'm not that good at math, but if you do something 15 times and you successfully do it 13, that's got to be pretty high percentage. You know, I don't have a calculator in front of me, but it's really close to 100%. <laughs> so if it's not close to 100, if it's not 100, it's darn close. So Tom Herman has got he, – he will have these guys ready. Like I said, you've been hearing all week long, LSU chirping, oh, well, we beat him in high school. I don't think they – you know, they have a shot or, you know, this is going to be a three-touchdown win for – It's funny, I kept remembering hearing these same things back a few months ago when it was Texas in the Sugar Bowl against Georgia, and they hit him in the mouth. It's funny, I remember hearing these same type of things years ago when Texas had to go to Columbus and play Ohio State. It's funny, you hear all these things, so that's fine. You can let the media believe what they want to believe, let them hear this, let them hear that. It is what it is. Take Texas, take the money mine at least. At least do that, and give yourself some extra money. So... What is the other big game that's going on that has this ties to the state of Texas? Texas A&M going to Clemson. Texas A&M fans love to mention that, well, you know, we lost a close one to Clemson. Okay, great. Is there a, a, There's a win column. There's a loss column. And apparently there's, we kept a close column. So there's win, loss, and we lost really barely. Um, no. Did you win or did you lose? There's no more ties in college football. We'll play 15 overtimes if somebody's going to win. <laughs> that's just the way the rules are. I don't want to hear about how you almost did something because it doesn't mean a damn thing. You know, I could sit here and say, it's like, well, I almost, uh, Oh, I don't know. Uh, almost won the lottery or I almost, uh, hooked up with the supermodel. Okay. But you didn't, (laughs) it's like, you know, I almost doesn't, doesn't count. It's kind of like, I remember two years ago, I think I still have it in my phone and it's a picture of Michael Jordan. You know, the, the age old debate, you know, LeBron versus Jordan and all that. So, People love to claim that LeBron's better than Michael Jordan because he went to the finals more. But Michael Jordan never lost. So if you went to do something, I think, how many times has LeBron been to the finals? Like, uh, off the top of my head, he lost early in his career to the Spurs. That's one. Lost to the Mavericks, which is my favorite one, uh, being a Mavericks fan from Dallas. Uh, (laughs) And then they beat the Spurs, lost to the Spurs, and then lost to the Warriors, beat the Warriors, lost to the Warriors. So he's been like seven or eight times, something like that, and he's only won like three. I say only because, you know, he hasn't won them all. But, again, who? we can sit here. I could talk here for the next hour. I could probably bring in five people in here off the street, and we can have a two-hour debate easily. And you have your opinion on what's what. But I would have to say the guy that goes there and is undefeated is better than the guy who's been there and, and has a losing record. That's just me. But So back to the whole almost won the game and almost beat Clemson and almost had a huge win for Texas A&M. Spread 16 and a half. It's at Clemson. A lot of people are backing away. It's actually gone down, I think, a point. I believe it was like 17 or half a point last I checked, and today it looks like it's 16 and a half. Still, I am all over that, like, you know what. <laughs> like, stink on the four-letter word that rhymes with spit. Uh, <laughs> there's no way that Texas A&M keeps this close. Honestly, they do not. They don't play well on the road. They just don't. Um, Jimbo Fisher, he might have some fami- some you know familiarity with Clemson and Dabo Sweeney being a former ACC head coach from Florida State. But Texas A&M's offensive line did not look that great in moments against an inferior opponent. And Clemson's defensive line, all these guys are going to go pro within like two years. It just seems like that's what they do. It's like, oh, we have three guys to go to the pro. It's just like, you know, it's just, it's just a machine. They just keep churning out one after another after another at defensive line. They're going to kick A&M's ass. I have no doubt about that. I'm more on the point of if you want to lay the points and take that 16 and a half with Clemson, I'm all over that. I myself, am going to do that. I'll be here Monday and I will talk about it. Now I'm either going to be smiling from ear to ear because I cashed in, or I'm going to look like a jackass. One or the other. But as far as I am know right now, I'm taking that 16 and a half. Take Texas in the money line. Take Clemson minus 16 and a half. It's in Clemson. A.M. does not play well on the road. Because we can sit here and just look at recent history. A&M plays them close at home. They play you know, Alabama. Outside of the one year Johnny Manziel caught lightning in a bottle in 2012, which was seven years ago, what happens when they go back to Alabama? One year they lost 59 to nothing. <laughs> it was like 40-something at halftime to nothing. Like, not even close. So I don't care about how good you play them at home last year. I don't see that happening this year. Oh, by the way, AM's running back Travion Williams, who's really good last year, is playing for Cincinnati in the NFL. He's not there anymore. So again, guys on the outside, who do you who who do you think's got the better the better players on the outside? Is it A&M or is it Clemson? Gee, that's pretty simple. Who's got better offense? Who's in the trenches? Who do you rather have? And Emmer Clemson. Gee, that's a simple answer. The more you look at this, the more it looks like it favors Clemson. Now the weather might be kind of iffy because obviously the hurricane, it looks like Hurricane Dorian has kind of moved out of the area. But it's probably dumped a lot of rain on the state, so maybe it's going to be kind of muddy and messy. So that plays into Clemson's hands. They have Travis Etienne, who's a beast at running back. Well, if they feed it to him 25 times, <laughs> I think that favors Clemson also. Oh, by the way, they got a quarterback who's probably you know going to be in the running for the Heisman Trophy this year. Too many things point to Clemson winning this. So do yourself a favor, take Clemson, 16 and a half, take Texas on the money line. Now, as we segue into NFL, as I pull it up here on my phone, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight that I'm looking at. Now again, these are going to be more or less money line picks, because spreads are kind of confusing sometimes. Or not confusing, it's just too much stress. But Eagles seems like an easy win. Yes, I understand it's the Eagles and the Redskins. It's a NFC East rival. Philadelphia's roster is a thousand times better than the Redskins. A thousand times. And they're running out Case Keenum at quarterback. Again, throw him in the category of caught lightning in a bottle one year. Two years ago with the Vikings, they had a great season. Last year with the Broncos, he was terrible. Is he gonna light it up with the Redskins? Uh no. <laughs> Maybe Darius Guys can be like a lone highlight. For them offensively, but old Adrian Peterson, Jordan Reed, who gets hurt all the time. Mm, yeah, that looks like a Philly win all day long. So take Philly there. Baltimore's playing Miami. Miami's probably the worst team in the NFL. That's just, it, it really it is. Baltimore probably still has one of the best defenses against Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's just, I don't need to talk about this very long. <laughs> Baltimore's better than Miami. It's simple as that. Take Baltimore, the end. (laughs) Moving on. Now, there's two games that I'm looking at that could, as we kind of talk about our fantasy stuff, that look to be high-point games that could be high-scoring. Tampa Bay and the San Francisco 49ers. Both defenses don't look like they're going to be stopping anybody very much. So there is plenty of options you could take in that on fantasy, and we'll get into that here in a second. But that one's got an over-under of 51. I think you take the over in that. I think they're going to hit that. Now, Jameis Winston... He likes to throw it deep. He's got Mike Evans. He's got Chris Godwin. Only problem is with Jameis Winston, he likes to throw it to either team sometimes. (laughs) So it's kind of a boom or bust kind of thing with him. If you – I wouldn't say take him as your fantasy quarterback by any means, even though he's, like, really highly up there this week, which doesn't make any sense on DraftKings, but that's just the hey. But San Francisco-Tampa Bay, take the over in that one. I really like the over in that one for sure. 51 sounds like a lot, but, again – Who's going to stop anybody in this game? I mean, really. I mean, jeez. Two of the worst teams from last year. I doubt their defenses dramatically improved that much. Now they might have some pieces here and there that are better individually, but as a whole, those two defensive units, no. Just no. (laughs) Just no. Don't don't bother. Next one. Cleveland Browns at 5.5. Now, if you've listened to my older stuff, you're sitting to yourself saying right now, gee, I wonder where he's going to go there. And then Browns are five and a half, point favorites, at home against the Tennessee Titans. For somebody who has ran his mouth (laughs) all summer long about how I don't believe in Cleveland, I don't believe in Baker Mayfield, I think OBJ is uh, a guy that's got moments but gets hurt too much. It's kind of too much of – he's kind of more a pain in the ass than he's not. Jarvis Landry was a fraud as a number one. They've never been in the spotlight. Now they're getting all this hype because – I don't know. Take Cleveland at five and a half. (laughs) Despite all the nonsense that I've said all year, despite all the things I've just trashing the Cleveland Browns, I don't think Tennessee's that good. Really, I don't. I mean, Marcus Mariota, nice guy, not that good of a quarterback. And if you got to look at the Cleveland Browns, they were so bad for so long. Hell, everywhere they got on their defense is number one picks. Look at it. (laughs) Corner, defensive line. Defensive tackle, they got number 1 picks, top 5 picks across the board because they were so bad for so long. Eventually, these have to turn into something, and eventually they need to parlay that into being a better football team, you would think. I'm still a little leery about Cleveland long-term, but for this weekend right here, right now, 5.5, I'm all over that. I think Baker Mayfield and Cleveland, if OBJ, he's kind of got a hip issue, He's that's the only thing that makes me a little bit nervous. Is he 100%? Is he not? keep watching all your stuff all this weekend, you know, check all your, your uh things you check for fantasy information, stuff like that. Because if he's not playing, then I might back off that five and a half real quick. So wait to place that action <laughs> till Sunday morning. Don't do it now because you never know. Things might be not a hundred percent or who knows. Maybe you just never can tell. So wait till Sunday morning on that one. If he's a go, I say do it. I think five and a half is easily easily do, easily done. Seattle is hosting Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati is not good. <laughs> Joe Mixon might be a decent running back to try if you're looking for maybe a option to differentiate yourself from the field on DraftKings or your FanDuel type plays. But Andy Dalton's not good. No AJ Green. Tyler Boyd is their only offensive weapon on the outside. It doesn't scare me. Now that clown Clowney's left Houston and gone to Seattle on top of some of the defensive players they already had, yeah, I think that's an easy win for Seattle. Take Seattle on the money line in that one. And then last but not least, my favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. The one that I love to talk about all day, every day. They are a seven-point favorite against the Giants. I believe they can do that. There's too many elements going in the Cowboys' favor. Now, I know Zeke just signed, and he maybe was not ready to get his normal workload that we are accustomed to him getting. But Tony Pollard is shown us flashes in preseason. The offensive line has gotten better because Travis Frederick's back. Kellen Moore is an offensive coordinator that nobody has any tape on. You don't know what his tendencies are. You don't know what he likes to do in certain situations. Amari Cooper you haven't really seen in preseason. So there's too many pieces of this puzzle that the Giants don't know about. So don't get, don't get scared by the seven points. I think the Cowboys go out there and handle the Giants. Eli Manning is a statue. I think I could outrun Eli Manning, and I'm not in shape by any means. Uh, so beating him in a foot race really is not an accomplishment by any any sort, but uh, I think I could. <laughs> so Saquon Barkley, fantastic running back. Giants, I get it. What else do they have that scares you? Is it Eli Manning? No. Is it Evan Ingram at tight end? Uh, not if Jalen Smith or Leighton Van covering him. covering him. What about Sterling Shepard? Uh, no. I think Golden Tate, I don't even know if he's playing in this game. I think he got suspended or he failed some kind of, kind of performance-enhancing drugs, kind of drug test thing, failed, whatever. I don't think he's even playing in this game. So what do the Giants have on the outside? Nothing. <laughs> so take the Cowboys in this. The Cowboys have young players at linebacker, defensive line, secondary. They should handle the Giants. It should not be a close game. If you're feeling frisky, take the seven points with the Cowboys. If you're not too sure about the seven, take the money line. Again, if you take a money line of the Eagles, the Ravens, the Seahawks, and the Cowboys, and you make that a parlay, you should be sitting pretty by about 6 o'clock Sunday night, really and truly, because look who they're playing. Philadelphia's playing Washington. Washington could be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Baltimore's playing Miami. Probably the worst team in the NFL. Seattle's playing Cincinnati. Best playmakers not playing Andy Dalton on the road against that defense. I don't like that matchup. And then the Cowboys are playing the Giants. Again, I know it's an NFC rivalry. I get all that. But old Eli Manning, no Odell Beckham Jr., Saquon Barkley is the only thing they got on offense. And he'll probably make some plays. Don't get me wrong. He'll probably still get his. But is it enough for him to carry that entire team and put him on his shoulders and win that game? I don't think so. But, hey, I could be wrong. If you think so, put some money on it. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. So now let's talk about our fantasy stuff. So, as we look here, I'm thinking there's some ways to go at running back this week that are always, you know, the million dollar question. Do you spend up at running back or do you go down and try to spend up in other places? Well, Zeke's your highest, you know, uh, price guy. I I don't think I would go with Zeke just yet. Not yet. I mean, out of your most expensive guys, your matchups really don't look that good. Zeke just got there. Saquon Barkley is the only thing the Giants have. Christian McCaffrey going against the tough Rams defense. Todd Gurley, is he 100% healthy? We don't know. And then you scroll down to David Johnson. He's going with the rookie quarterback and Kyler Murray, but I think he's going to be able to have a sneaky good week just because that game is another one that's a matchup between Detroit and Arizona that could be a shootout where you can get a lot of points. You can go, if you want to go a cheap stack, you can maybe go Kyler Murray at quarterback. David Johnson at running back, maybe Christian Kirk at wide receiver. That could be a cheap way to go, or run it back with uh, Kenny Galladay at wide receiver for Detroit. Or, uh, oh gosh, the running back for Detroit. Now I'm drawing a blank here. Let's uh, uh where is it? Okay, da, 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 da. play the elevator music in my head. Aha! Here we go. <laughs> Carry on, Johnson. Duh. My bad. He's a cheaper option. He's only at 5,800 on DraftKings. Maybe you go that way. Again, with, def- with especially running backs, everyone's going to be trying to play Leonard Fournette. I don't believe in Leonard Fournette, although all signs point to him having a good game. As we scroll down, he's all the way down at 6,100. And then Dalvin Cook at 6000 Those two are going to have high ownership. And when we say high ownership, when we're trying to win big money on DraftKings, when you're trying to do it this way, as opposed to winning a league week by week that you're playing in fantasy football that way, when you're trying to do this DFS stuff, you don't want to have the same guys as everybody else does. Because if they all keep scoring, if you're here and you're here with the other guy and every time they score, y'all are still even. You need somebody that these guys don't have so you can surpass them. So how do you do that? You got to play people that aren't, aren't the norm. Everybody's going to pick Leonard Fournette. Everyone's going to pick Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook's going to have a good year. He's got a good matchup against Atlanta's, who probably have one of the worst defenses against the run, just like Kansas City. So, I, I've said it before, Leonard Fournette. Just I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Every time I play him, he does nothing that really does me any good. Just like Melvin Gordon. God bless him. He might be the nicest guy in the world. Help old ladies across the street. Uh, you know, goes to the to the pound and walks all the puppies and dogs that need to walk. He might be the nicest guy on the planet. I'm still mad about 2017. Was it 2017? Maybe it was. 2016. One of those two. Whatever Melvin Gordon's rookie year was, uh pick that dude in fantasy, and he didn't do squat. <laughs> His rookie year was terrible. Oh, my God, it was terrible. And I'm still mad. And there's even times last year where it's like, you should play Melvin Gordon this week, and I didn't want to do it. Because I still have that sour taste in my mouth from like two years before. Leonard Fournette's kind of the same thing. I just don't want to trust him. He has he has all the things that point to him. If you play him, it makes sense. All signs point to it having a good game. I just can't. I, just, I don't know. I, I would keep going, keep scrolling, carry on. Johnson, Yo, know, he's at fifty eight hundred. Chris Carson, uh, fifty seven hundred. Austin Eckler, fifty five hundred. Speaking of Melvin Gordon, he ain't playing football Sunday. He's holding out. Somebody's got to run the ball for San Diego. There's a good option right there. Uh, as you keep scrolling down, you could find cheaper options. You know, Deion Lewis. Maybe if you want to go that, if you're really digging deep. But Tony Pollard again, forty-five hundred. Look at Tony Pollard. Use him as a cheap flex. Maybe use him as one of your cheap running backs and a higher spent running back. Tony Pollard is going to be a good salary saver for you right there. So if you plug him in at one of your running backs, that that really helps you out. So now that we're sitting there two receivers that I think you have to have in your lineup this week. D.D. Westbrook, Tyler Lockett. Why? D.D. Westbrook's the number one in Jacksonville. They really have nothing else. He's, if you watch, it was a preseason game a few weeks ago. Nick Foles targeted him like seven straight times in that game. He's got to, just by default he has to have targets funneled towards him. So again, when you're playing these fantasy things, you want guys that are going to get targets. You want guys that are going to be utilized because sometimes they don't have anything else. So Nick Foles, I don't think Jacksonville is going to be a wide open, throw it all over the field type offense, but Dee Dee Westbrook's going to be a guy that can get you some catches. If he can sneak a touchdown in there, money well spent because he's only 4,800. Scroll down, Tyler Lockett, 6,000. He's the number one option probably in Seattle. Doug Baldwin is retired. Tyler Lockett has the big play capability, special teams, he can get get behind on defense. Not the biggest guy. He's not probably going to go over the middle very much, but if Russell Wilson, if he can get him loose on a safety and he chucks it deep, touchdown, 60, 70 yards. He's good for those. Another one just like that, Marquise Goodwin for San Francisco. He's dirt cheap. He might only catch four passes, but one of those is probably going to go for like 60 or 70 yards and be a long touchdown from Jimmy Garoppolo. The other three might be less than 10 yards each reception. But that's fine. You get that one big one, it pays off. That's all you need. And then that allows you to play somebody like Julio Jones. Julio this weekend, Minnesota's defense, you're like, Greg, why would you would play? Don't buy into it. Low ownership on Julio Jones. Everybody's scared. Xavier Rhodes, that Minnesota defense. They fell off. Again, we just talked about Case Keenum from a couple years ago. Caught lightning in a bottle. They got real close. They went to the NFC Championship game and got their ass kicked by Philadelphia. It wasn't even close. I'm not scared of Xavier Woods. I'm not scared of this Minnesota defense. I think Atlanta is a sneaky game to be an upset because they're on the road. Minnesota's being highly – I would say highly favored. Minnesota's favored. I think Atlanta with Matt Ryan, you could run a stack with Matt Ryan, and Julio Jones. So let's see. If we do that, we got Matt Ryan. And where are we at? 6,100. Tony Pollard. So we got D.D. Westbrook, Julio Jones. We're going to run with the Ravens defense. They're the most expensive, but really and truly the Dolphins are going to be uh, atrocious. So, so you have one running back spot, tight end, and a flex. So if you go – On our tight end, a lot of people are going to Hunter Henry. I've heard all over the place. I heard yesterday when I was uh, driving around, running some errands yesterday, I heard Lisa Ann. Yes, that Lisa Ann. We all know who I'm talking about, her. And if you don't, you're lying if you don't know who she is. Uh, On top of her day job, she's really good at fantasy sports. She hosts a satellite, a serious satellite uh, uh, radio show that she's been doing for quite a while. They actually have her come down here and do like a fantasy like symposium. They bring her on every Friday to talk fantasy stuff every Friday here in Houston for like at least the last two years. So on top of what she does for her main occupation, this one's pretty good too. Uh, <laughs> but her, among other people, are very, very into Hunter Henry because why? The Colts defense was abysmal, absolutely atrocious against the tight end position last year. Philip Rivers loves throwing to the tight end. We could all have visions in our heads of Antonio Gates and Philip Rivers all those years with the Chargers. Hunter Henry didn't play pretty much last year, got hurt. Well, I think it was in the offseason or something. He barely made a dent last year. He didn't end up playing or even playing at all last year for the Chargers. So he's 100% healthy. He's back. Again, all signs point to him being a place. But, again, if everybody's thinking the same thing, you've got to differentiate yourself. So, he's. I mean, he's a cheaper option. You could definitely go that way. A cheap option, you can go down just a little bit past that. Delaney Walker, $3,500 on uh, DraftKings. Tennessee and Cleveland. Well, again, at this point, you're not really expecting Delaney Walker to go off. You're just hoping to get something where you can stack with the other guys and get things, higher-paying guys, that you can put into your lineup that you know they're going to get. Like, you can afford to put in a Julio Jones. You can afford to put in maybe an Odell Beckham Jr., a Mike Evans, a wide receiver. Those type of guys. So if you put in Delaney Walker because – Marcus Mariota likes throwing to him. That's probably his number one receiver. Again, if he can catch his four or five balls, one of those is a touchdown. He doesn't even have to go for over 100 yards. If he can get you like four or five for like 55, 60-something yards and one of those is a TD, take it. Money in the bank. So now if you're sitting at, we got left, 13,300 left. So we got about 6,600 and change we can go. So running back, where do you want to go? As I said, there's plenty of options Leonard Fournette's sitting there. As I scroll down, him and Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook are staring me in the damn face. Uh, I don't want to do it. I don't. I can't. Uh, I could come in here on Monday, and I'm going to be pulling out my hair going, what the hell was I thinking? I said it all day, and I didn't believe myself. Okay, that's it. We're going to do it. We're going to put putting Leonard Fournette in. I don't know why. I'm talking myself into it. So now, if you've got a Matt Ryan, Tony Pollard, Leonard Fournette, Deedee Dee Westbrook, Julio Jones, Tyler Lockett, Delaney Walker... You know what? How about this? That, I'm thinking about it. You can go super cheap at tight end. Go in Austin Hooper, the tight end for uh, the Falcons. He could always weasel a touchdown in there for you, right? So you got a good stack there if you're going with uh, that option. And then you can go, as we scroll down here, for your flex. Le'Veon Bell, I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach. He hasn't played in two years. I expect him to get a heavy workload because what else do the Jets have? But I'm still kind of scared of that. I'm not, not 100% sure. Amari Cooper for the Cowboys. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, both receivers for the uh, Vikings. Usually, you're flex. You always want to run another running back in there if you can. But at this price point, if we got 7500 to look at, we are kind of sitting there with, let's see if we go down. you got Nick Chubb, Cleveland. That would be a good option. Dalvin Cook again. Derrick Henry? Don't do Derrick Henry. Carry <laughs> on Johnson? So, how about that? That still saves you 1700 If you're really feeling it, you could still, you know, you could take Tyler Lockett off of there. You could take Dee Westbrook off of there because they're still cheap. If you want to go higher, you still can. But the, my point is, you want to differentiate yourself between all these guys being picked. Everybody's going to want Pat Mahomes. Everybody's going to want Leonard Fournette. Everyone wants Hunter Henry. You got to have some of that in the lineup to a point because if they do smash, well, you still need those points. If you can get some of these other pieces that I'm telling you about, like a Tony Pollard for the Cowboys, like a, uh, uh Austin Hooper at tight end, if you can get these you know, lower-end people, or we just said Delaney Walker at tight end, I doubt anybody's going to play him. I'm sure his ownership's going to be like 10% or even less than that, probably less than 10%. So if he goes, if he catches you that one touchdown, you're golden. So do it. <laughs> so, yeah, we can sit here and mix and match. I mean, as we if we take Matt Ryan off of there, let's say – could you go – I actually heard a thing this – what, two days ago? Dak Prescott. Now, I love the Cowboys. And that's my team. Do you really want to go with Dak? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've said a lot of good things about Dak. I think he's going to have the best season he's had of his career. He's definitely a salary saver, of quarterback if you want to go that way. There's other options. You can go Kirk Cousins if you want to do that Viking stack. I mean, but after there's only so far you can go. Like, there's only so far you, you want to go down because, you know, Kyler Murray, he he looked terrible in preseason. He's barely taller than me. Uh, I don't know if he's ready for the NFL. I just don't know if that guy can handle an NFL season. But, you know, we'll find out Sunday, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, there's an option. Like we said, if we're going to stack that game, let's try that real quick. So let's uh, – if we take Julio off of there and we go maybe Mike Evans and then – Let's see. Tight end could be uh, – can't do George Kittle. Too expensive. You can do O.J. Howard for Tampa. That could be a good stack maybe. Or you could go Greg Olson if his foot doesn't break, which seems happens a lot, unfortunately, because Cam Newton loved throwing to Greg, Greg Olson all those years. He is dirt cheap. If you're really going – if you want to scrape the bottom of the tight end barrel, my boy Jason Witten, who somehow went from having, you know – So much hair last year on Monday Night Football to now it's like I think I got more hair on my uh, two knuckles than he does now, Uh, which is fine. I just don't understand how you can go from a head full of hair to look like you – it all just fell out. Uh, So not here to judge. Just saying. But so just those are some things we're talking about. We'll probably maybe do another thing maybe Saturday or Sunday morning. Because always you got to watch the injuries. Hopefully nobody's injured. I mean, at this point, you would have heard something by now, but there's still things like with Odell Beckham in this hip. That could really sway some things. Because if you do a Cleveland Brown stack, maybe that is not as the smartest way to go if you have to deal with a guy who's injured and a guy who's hurt. Who's your number one target? Because I've said Jarvis Landry is a fraud. Don't believe in Jarvis Landry. If OBJ's out there, might be the way to go. So, yeah, those are just some things we're thinking about. So, again, to recap – Take Clemson, take Texas on Saturday. You're going to be happy. And then Sunday, like I said, you have, like I said, even if you only do, where where is it? Eagles, Ravens, Seahawks, Cowboys. If you just do those straight up, you should be 4-0. I don't see any of them being upset really and truly. Falcons can still do it. I still feel that Minnesota is slightly overhyped. So, yeah, we have plenty of options and things to look at, things to think about. Be sure to, you know, listen to it again. Like I said, we might be again here maybe tomorrow night if I don't get, you know, don't drink too much watching Texas and LSU tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> but if definitely Sunday morning, always want to check Sunday morning. We'll probably be on there maybe real quick and just say, hey, this is what we've seen. This is what we've heard. You know, like like I've said before, Roto Grinders, Roster Watch, those two are the ones that I get all my information from. Use those as your resources. Don't try to do this on your own like I tried to do a few years ago. You may think you know a lot about football like I did. You're just burning your money. Literally, just, get a, just go to the ATM and just get a stack of money and just light every $20 bill on fire because that's essentially what you're going to do if you do not do this research and you do not put in the time and think about it. Now, if you have money to burn and you you just need something to do to waste it, then by all means, God bless you. But uh, I don't. Most people don't that I know uh, are not independently wealthy. So do your research. See what Believe the things that I'm telling you in the sense that you have to check these guys out. You have to check out where they're going, what they're doing. The trends and things like that, you always want to try to, again, differentiate your lineups. Once you do these little things like that, you might hit on a weekend and you might go, hey, man, I only threw 50 bucks in there, but now I just got 500 back. Nothing better than watching football all weekend, doing absolutely nothing but sitting on your ass, watching TV and making money. So that's what we're trying to do to help you here. So, again, thank you so much for listening to this one. I am so glad to be here, uh, you know, here in the Sphere podcast studio I mean, this is going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to being here every week throughout the entire season. You know, it's actually professional looking. We actually have a nice background. We have a really fancy microphone. I actually have a somebody who actually does all the producing and all the fun stuff so I don't screw it up at home like I have been doing before. So it's legit, man. We're, doing, we're going bigger and better. Like I said, we've been talking about this for weeks. This is it. It's only going to, you know, we're going to be out on multiple platforms. We're going to be doing, you know, at least two shows a week, if not more. So definitely we're going to be here Monday. We're definitely going to be here on Friday. If we can mix in one during the week, we will see. But definitely Mondays and Fridays. So bank on it. You know, put it on your phone. Snow's knows Mondays, Fridays. You know what we thought was going to happen. What did happen on Monday? Are we are we making it rain on Monday? Or are we uh, are we broke on Monday <laughs> from our picks? We're going to find out. I think we're going to do good. I really do. I, I mean, at least the, the bets alone, I think, are going to be fine. It's week one. You kind of have an idea what you're going to see. So you should be okay. Don't go crazy. Again, the number one rule is don't only only bet what you can afford to lose. Don't get in this going, man, I really need this to hit so I can make my car payment. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't go into this. Please don't go into this like that. Or man, I really need this to hit so I can make my rent. Don't do that either. <laughs> it's not going to work. Just just don't. just. Just don't do that, please. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm not encouraging anybody to do anything. It's something that I enjoy. It's something that I have uh, a little bit of knowledge that I want to try to spread the knowledge if I can. But please, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. Don't be that person because it's never going to work. <laughs> uh, it, it just, just don't. <laughs> be good to yourself. Take care of yourself. Do the research. Put in the time. Listen to your boy Greg. Should help you out. So again, that is it for this one. I've had fun doing this. I'll be here again Monday, and we will recap all the fun that we had. We're going to hopefully be, you know, instead of here with my phone, I'm going to have a big stack of $100 bills in my ear, right? God, I hope so. (laughs) But that's it for this one. Thank you so much for listening. I will again talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Audio Jump.